A very warm welcome to the Change Conversations podcast, where we help individuals to reignite the spark to look at their lives and careers with a different lens. Our interactions interrogate different individuals of all backgrounds who seek to be equipped for change in their careers and personal goals. I am your host, Mbumengu Betaga, and I look forward to bringing you impactful change conversations. So today on the chair, if I might call it that, I've got Uma Lucy. And Malusi and I are going to have a conversation around um, office politics. So for the past couple of months, I've just taken the time to explore and really look at what office politics is about. And uh, Uma Lucy being the expert or the specialist um, within human resources space is really going to give a, a perspective and we are going to be having this conversation. Anyway, Malusi, um, thank you for coming through and thank you for being with me today. In this platform, people introduce themselves. So can you please introduce yourself? Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start introducing myself by saying, Bunwas <laughs> <laughs> You've been running for a long time. <laughs> I know. Okay, so so so, you know, uh, Lucy, um, and I'm just going to introduce myself in terms of how I prefer to, to be known. So, Lucy, who grew up in Soweto in a township called the Middlelands, schooled within the township through and through, up until um, uh, to a tertiary. Um, the career that I'm in in, is in human resources, and that's um, I take it as living my purpose through 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 my work. Um, so um, I've been in human resources for a very very long time, and um, when coming to issues of expect and so on, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe until until uh, I get PhD in some feel that I can say expect, but I I, I do have a passion uh, of uh, manifestation and a topic that you invited me to engage in. Um, and I would like to share um, some wisdom, um, not based on some uh, academic theory and so on, just uh, real life. Um, situations and I hope in this conversation uh, as we exchange wisdom uh, whoever listening whether they are starting their career or in the middle of their career or they are critically thinking about how they're going to end their career they might uh, get some tips oh wow I like that I really like that so to anybody who's listening to us, um, please do all the things that people do on social media. Follow us, um, subscribe, um, like, share, and, and I really believe that there's going to be a lot that you're going to get out of this. So, so Malusi, my experience is we, when people hear office politics, there's always negative connotations that comes with that. 
and and we get very emotional about the topic of office politics. Mm-hmm. I really want us to really break it down. And and my first question to you is, what exactly is office politics? If you have to define it, what is it? Okay, uh, so so let's start with contextualization, Yako, and then then come back to what I think it is. Okay. The the world of work uh, is not necessarily defined by the organization that you work in, and I, I'll give an example. Uh, which people typically talk about climbing a corporate ladder. That's not a South African language. Uh, mm-hmm. in, and many, many people in South Africa will not even relate to that language, the corporate ladder. Why? Because the world of work, uh, how it was introduced to in, in, in South Africa was introduced through immigrant labor system um, of people who really did not want to go and work in a corporate setup. And I'll use an example, mining as mm. an example. If people mm. were forced, people wanted to uh, continue with their feudal life and continue with how they were living and they were forced into the, the labor because of taxes and things like that. Now, as they enter <coughs> the organization, uh, then they have to be structured. Uh, and you'll hear named owner and so on. And again, uh, this is how they would then be introduced to organizational politics in terms of the South African context. One, the person that holds power is white and male, and how that person exercises power is through uh, political sponsorship of the legislation of the time, the exploitative attitudes of that organization, and the political context here in the country. No education, no management uh, training, and so on, because those managers were not necessarily into management to deliver uh, work, uh, optimizing a person. They were delivering work and optimizing product, product productivity. Mm. Now, if, if you talk to uh, an American uh, and you're thinking about climbing the corporate ladder. The imagination there, they'll even in the movies, they'll say big corner office somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you, people that brought us up and those that brought them up never even imagined an office. Uh, mm-hmm. If they imagined an office, it will be Uma Balan. Uh, and that's not even a secretary, it's a clerk. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone who just gets your detail and makes sure that you, you are paid. So let me come, and I'm, I'm giving that context deliberately because as we explore how in the world of work in South Africa then things happen, it, that context is very important. So okay. he, yeah, in, in, you're correct in that um, when people talk of its politics, uh, it evokes uh, negativity. Mm. And I think the reason for that is, again, in a South African context, um, there are sectors of our society who were taught for a very long time that in social settings, you never discuss politics and you never discuss religion. Mm. Therefore, the concept of politics becomes uh, polluted. Uh, 
even if you're inviting it into um, into the uh, world of work. So where people then uh, end up talking and focusing and engaging issue of politics is typically when an individual is actively uh, trying to manage their career within the organizational space. And then people will say, how is playing politics, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this, this, this um, manifestation uh, can be related to some definition that I came across uh, of the organizational politics, which is said to be defined as a self-serving behavior that employees use to increase the chances of getting positive outcomes. Yeah. So because it's self-serving and we are generally a society that does not focus on individualism, that becomes a, a it has a negative connotation mm. to the majority of people who live in South Africa. And the majority of people who live in South Africa are black in general, uh, Africans, Indians, and colored with an upbringing of more communal, the individual is suppressed. Uh, but in America, uh, office politics does not necessarily uh, evoke a negativity. It's you managing your career, you're deliberate and you're active around managing your career. It's actually encouraged so that you are competitive and you rise mm-hmm. up, up to the design. So I hope I've, I've, uh, I've answered yeah. that also related to your context. No, no, no. Which I think, which I think is important because the 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 self-serving element does not necessarily have to be bad per se. Correct. But usually, it's then perceived mainly, as you say, within the when you're talking about the South African context, because we're we're, we're brought up in with a very communal spirit. And now, if you're being seen to be finding ways to then um, succeed, that mainly talks to you consciously and intentionally finding ways to promote yourself and to understand the business, then you're seen to be playing the political game. Co- correct. And, and you'll see um, if, you, if you explore the language that is used, and again, going back to how the world of work was introduced, and I'm using again the perspective of reminding so on. Um, if we have to talk uh, to our elders, they don't have a positive experience of Indona uh, in the workplace. <clears throat> and yeah. that's a supervisor or team manager. Why? Yeah. Because of that was, we came together, uh, and I'm just uh, generalizing, we came together with a train or a bus, and then we get to the world of work. Siakala, if you're crying about the system that is forcing us out and away from our family, we get to a place of work. You allow yourself to be, to be picked up, to be different to us. And then we are doing the hard work. Uh, and when are you sitting there in the offices, you're drinking tea, you're smiling with these uh, people who are actually oppressing us without understanding that potentially the system was picking up Umalusi as uh, somebody with potential to grow and be able to manage a much more complex piece of work and lead people at the same time. But because mm-hmm. we come from a setup that says uh, the people that lead us would be either a parent, a chief, or 
somebody and their, their, their power is legitimate because we give it to them through our own social cultural issues versus the power being given by this oppressor who then sees you um, amongst many you are better and then it, it, it then it, it problematizes uh, this self-serving so it's seen as self uh, self-serving in a negative sense versus to your point being mm-hmm. deliberate around uh, I'm a human being I've got agency I'm not going to be victim of uh, circumstance I am going to pursue my aspirations and mm. uh, I'm going then to have a plan and that plan um, it, it's self-serving because it promotes me but mm. it could be like you're doing with your, your platform you're self-serving in terms of the purpose that you want to live but the intention is to uplift other people but then because of this clouded uh, context it's hard to, for people to see self-serving in a positive light yeah yeah I think that's interesting. And and it, it just talk to me a bit because I think you've kind of touched on it. The the element of power. Because in in all the all the materials that I've been reading, what is coming through is we need to take out the emotions out of this out of this topic of office politics. Because what it really boils down to, it boils down to you understanding power, power dynamics in an environment, you understanding influence in in the environment. And and you've just spoken about the power element. So can you just talk to me a little bit about, so what does that look like? And what is it that you need to understand as the person who's in corporate with the, and why does it matter that there's this power dynamics and influence that you need to be very much aware of to be able to play the political game in a positive way, if I might call it that? <laughs> okay. So, you know, um, you, your power game, um, it's, 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 it's a, a very critical uh, in this whole topic and, and how it things manifest. So I'm going to quickly move away from bold South African context here, mining and so on. Yeah. But stay, but stay with the, the, the influence that shapes the world of work in a South African context. Okay. So you've got, and I'm tackling the issue of power, right? So you've got an issue here, racism. Mm. Okay. At one point, it was legalized in South Africa, post-1994. It's not legalized. Yeah. It would be stupid of anyone to think because of it's no longer legal, doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay. So there's a power, there's the, the, then I'm saying there's power that comes with race. Mm. Equally, it is empowerment that comes with race. Um, and then you, you, you then come uh, to another. A, a manifestation of dynamic power, sexism. Mm. So uh, power play uh, comes through again from a gender perspective. And I know that there's, there's complexity around the social constructed gender in terms of heterosexual versus homosexual versus other much more gray um, uh, definitions. But there is that too. So 
So in, in, in a situation where we are in a room, all talented, we all went to uh, school, went to varsity, same year, same class, whatever, we've got equal work experience. And then now there's someone that needs to be appointed into a senior role. Uh, the race is going to play part. The gender is going to play a part. If there's no deliberate engagement of that, there's definitely going to end up being a white male being appointed mm. because that's, that, that's the manifestation of power. And then there's also what I call ageism. You know, I've, I've, I've been in situations where somebody's talented. Either they are starting in their career uh, and, and, and then they are discriminated against or planted because they are too young. Yeah. And then some possess deep wisdom. Mm. And there's a there's a catalytic moment that needs to happen within a department or within an organization, and then they are, they are planted because of oh now it's gonna soon uh, she's gonna soon retire it's gonna soon retire right, and then there's an issue here educated versus uneducated, and then the systems that are trying to correct things uh, if you talk about issue affirmative action and so on, come back to this thing of power you're saying. Some, some perspectives are saying, take out the emotions and so on. Uh, not, not really sure about that, but what, what I think if somebody wants to manage uh, the political situation and enhance their, their competence in terms of political savviness, the one needs to understand and accept Ogoti. There's a systematic thing. And I'm yeah. saying acknowledge Ogoti. Um, there's a force that is driving things. It's unseen. And mm. if you deny it, uh, then you're going to be a victim of that force. But if you yeah. see it, you have a better chance to, to, to manage it. So yes, issue of power, um, it, it, it's there. There's a very strong uh, push and pull factor. But my perspective is that uh, if you um to manage your, your career with political savings, you have to accept Guti, there's a power dynamic, but then also understand Guti power. So organizational powers are always borrowed. It doesn't mm. stay forever. So what, what do I mean by that? Now I'm a white male. I've got the control and so on because of the system uh, says so. Then there's a change. There's a, there's, a, there's a change, and there's an imperative that the organization needs to comply to the affirmative action and so on. Yeah. Uh, the board can say for the CEO, in order for us to make sure that we do the right thing, uh, we actually prepare ourselves to comply with the legislation of the of the uh, the world and to do business with people that take this legislation seriously. We're not going to appoint a white male. So mm. when I so I was borrowed power by a particular system, the system has changed, and I no longer have that um, yeah. power. Mm. If 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 I was managed by somebody who appreciates uh, education and academia and so on, the likelihood is that uh, if I've studied and I intend to study, they're going to support me so that they can, my my career goes uh, ahead. But if I'm managed by somebody who problematizes uh, education, uh, you know, people there are people that. Uh, say, hey, we don't want our MBA speak and things like those. Then in yeah. those setups, those setup, something's going to change. Um, 
a power a power that the person holds to to propel or hinder your career will also come from a perspective. So you need to be able to get in, in understanding the power to have a situational awareness. Uh, whoever is above you understand uh, how do they define power? Do they define it based on their title? Do they define it based on how they make decisions? Or do they define it based on how big is their structure or how big a car they drive and so on? People who are next to you, your colleagues, again, understand how do they define power? Do they define power in terms of they are always in the boss's office? Or they define power in that they are always meeting the, 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 the targets? And then people beneath you, do they define power to a good leader uh, simply because you're protecting them or you're creating opportunities for them or you're hiding their mistakes or you're actually challenging them? And you are surrounded by these stakeholders who engage the concept of power uh, differently. And you have to have that situational awareness. And then how you then manage that to go to, okay, how do I manage upwards? Uh, how do I manage sideways? And how do I manage? So I do think there are emotions into, into this thing. But uh, maybe, maybe I wanted enough time to explore that. But... Mm-hmm. Um, a simplified uh, response is acknowledge Djibouti. There's levers of power. Yeah. And those levers of power exchange hands. In some instances, they exchange departments and so on. If you're blind mm-hmm. to that, uh, your exercise of understanding uh, organizational politics are futile when you don't know where yeah. power is and how it moves. Yeah. And and I think I think that's a very important point, Malusi, because as I as I started off by saying, most of us we know this politics, and the one line that you always get is, I don't play politics. I'm not here <laughs> to play politics, I'm just here to work. And 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 I have to say, you hear this line a lot from black females even me included before I was enlightened, because the reality is that whether you you think politics is there either way. So you need to be conscious about it and then you need to decide what game, good or bad, dirty or clean, do you want to play? You know, mm-hmm. but we always just have this line of of saying, "I don't play politics." Fascinating. So um, the I think it's it's not even being naive uh, to to say that it's 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 also an outcome of how uh, the 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 power play game is played. It's not visible. Mm. And therefore, um, the the construct of smart people is that they they deal with facts, they deal with things that are concrete, and they can, you know, manipulate variables, and then they get outcomes. So when you don't understand something, in general, you problematize it, yeah. or you deny its existence. So we've explored the issue of power, right? So if I'm saying I don't play politics. I think it one links back to how the concept of uh, organizational politics is problematized in terms of negativity. 
The person mm. is assuming in order to play inverted commas politics, you have to do something wrong mm. or you have to compromise yourself. So the, the competence in political savings and will will exploit uh, later on its on its own um, does not speak to <clears throat> you ought to do something misaligned to your values and so on. It's mm. it, it it's 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 a learning that the and I'm gonna sound crude, but the childish world of black and white in a space where you want to, to move from being a general employee to a first line manager and grow. There is gray. And that gray mm. is is what uh, I was talking to with the power shifts and moves. Mm. Uh, so it's it's the ability to to follow Ogoti where did the power move and what is it required for me to be able to leverage that that power. So let let me see if I can help uh, the conversation and maybe uh, whoever's going to be listening here. Uh, there was a time, or there's there's a, there's, a, there's an expression that is is popular. You're going to render uh, unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Yeah. So there's a very famous um, guy who said those words, mm. uh, and I believe that's 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 political savviness one oh one. Okay. At the time, at the time that expression was coined, uh, and and pardon the the pardon the the, the pun, <laughs> there was a situation <laughs> where, uh, and I'm gonna call it it's, it's it's a biblical story, but I want us to understand it from a historical context. Okay. Um, a, a, a guy who worked on earth called Jesus was called to pay tax, and the people that were with him who were imagining that he's coming to revolt against the Romans and establish a different uh, status for setup. They mm. then wanted to see if he's going to pay tax. So mm. the story is told that he asked for the coin and then they give him a coin. Then he says, okay, whose face is this on the coin? And then they say it's Caesar. Then he says, okay, the tax law demands that we give Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Mm. Now, the this guy understood that there's a there's someone powerful called Caesar. Yeah. That's one. And there's someone who's powerful called Caesar. He did not end by chance on a coin. There's a system that uh, governs that landed him on a coin. And yeah. if if he denies the existence of this system, he's taking a position. Mm-hmm. And that position can keep him silent forever, meaning he can die. Mm-hmm. If he unwittingly challenges that system mm-hmm. while surrounded by uh, the might of the Roman Empire, he's surely going to have another uh, outcome, which is dying. So what yeah. does he do? He, he, he acknowledges the existence of the system. Mm-hmm. And then he uses the understanding that he has a greater goal within this system to achieve. Mm -hmm. So he's not going to um, sabotage his own plans by challenging the system when he has not built up enough uh, power to challenge Mm -hmm. the system within Mm -hmm. a system, right? So he then gives a simple advice, 
says, render to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. So when I say I don't play politics and so on, I'm merely saying I'm denying that within the organization, there's a system that gets you from a career point A to career point B up to Z. So if I'm denying that, what's going to happen is that I'm not then going to understand the rules of the game. At that particular time, the rules of the game was that at a certain point, you need to pay tax to yeah. acknowledge that there's a system called uh, Caesar that's sitting somewhere, whether I was dead or alive, but there's a system. So in yeah. order for me not to be crushed by the system, mm. uh, I'm again going to render uh, what belongs to Caesar right at that time. So how do I do that? Um, a manager says to you, it's you know, you typically knock off at five. A manager says to you, he, re, he requires you to produce a report or a presentation uh, by six o'clock, and he tells you this thing at quarter to five. Yeah. Okay. There's a language that can be used there. Is that a reasonable instruction or unreasonable instruction? If you go to the letter of the law, yeah. you can easily say, Nope, I can't do that in 15 minutes. As you are aware, this would require me to do blah, blah, blah. And I've got da, 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 da. Within, you know, within your rights in law to do that. Yeah. But if you understand that if your manager does not get that report and does not get that presentation by six o'clock, your manager, manager's manager is going to have an opinion about your manager. So your manager inevitably is going to have an opinion about you. And he may choose or she may choose to say politely to you or harshly. That's where the emotions come in. Yeah. Right? Because that's how he understands how to exercise power. But you, mm-hmm. if, if you're saying you don't play politics, you are potentially going to make a mistake and not appreciate the gravity of the situation and not render mm-hmm. to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and miss mm-hmm. an opportunity of your manager actually uh, taking that report and saying to his manager or her manager, I asked him for me in uh, 15 minutes before she was going to go and do whatever was important in her life, and uh, she made it possible. So all of a sudden, they are painted in a particular way. Somebody can mm-hmm. say, oh, my Lucy, some of these managers are terrible. Uh, they are not even going to acknowledge that uh, it was me who did this thing and, and made and turned around things and so on. Of course, there are people like that. Mm. What you then potentially need to look at, uh, at that is this guy, Jesus, who needed to produce the text right there and then. He had to acknowledge, although it's understood that uh, he had power and so on, but he had to acknowledge that there was power that was at play and his time was not yet arrived. Mm. So he was able to then say, let me play along so that I have enough time to exercise and develop my own muscles. So yeah. being able to produce a report uh, in 15 minutes or an hour and meeting that deadline says something about you and no one's going to take that thing away from uh, from you. The fact that the person is not going to acknowledge you is a different topic altogether. But yeah. if then the, the leading attitude to say, yeah, I'm not going to play politics, this person is trying to sabotage me and so on, 
you're going to miss the bigger game. So I think, um, in terms of people that say, I don't play politics, they are in denial that uh, they are in a system, the Caesar system, and they need to render to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Yo, Malus. Yeah, ne? The realities of, of the workplace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and for me, I think this topic is quite exciting because the line gets thrown by a lot of people without actually realizing how much we, we miss out because we're thinking we're not in the system. Yeah. And the minute you understand the fact that there's a system, then it becomes about that consciousness of saying, how do I play a system without then compromising myself if that matters to you? Mm-hmm. At the, mm-hmm. you know, And because then you take out that negative element that comes with playing office politics. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think we can talk about this for like days <laughs> to come. Let's move to the next element that I wanted to touch on with. So we talk about power. Speak to me about influence. Because does it necessarily mean that somebody who's got power, they necessarily have the influence? Does power equate influence? Or can you have power without having the influence? Or can you have influence without having power? Okay. Uh, the question is actually complex. Mm. So if you, one would have to think about what's the interplay between the two and so on. But let me let me tackle it this way. For us to know somebody's power or not, uh, we see in terms of the results, and the results, uh, in my view, are a result of their influence. So I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. A classic binary way of looking how to get uh, people to perform is carrot and stick. Yeah. So uh, in South Africa, if you go to the province of uh, Free State, there's a big hole there mm-hmm. uh, where diamonds were mined. I can tell you that those diamonds were not mined because somebody was using uh, Quarter's way of managing and influence and monopoly employees and so on. Mm-hmm. There was influence uh, in terms of a stick being used. Um, you know, clock at work at this time, you finish at this time, you produce this way. If you don't, you don't. Paid and so, so there wouldn't be like uh, workers' rights and things like those. Yeah. Okay. And then most recently, <clears throat> we have uh, organizations like Google, where uh, leaders have power uh, and they work through employees and their influence is around living their values. So I do think that, uh, uh, the, the, again, the construct of power. It's, it can be interpreted negatively, but actually power can be for good or for bad. Yeah. And influence also can be for good and for, for, for bad. But if we anchor ourselves into a conversation of uh, politics, uh, the, the, 
the issue here, political savviness, which is the competence that uh, I, I think everybody should have. At the beginning, middle was the end of um, uh, their, their career. It's, it's in some spaces is defined as the ability to exhibit confidence. Yeah. And professional diplomacy. Mm-hmm. While effectively relating to people at all levels, internally yeah. and externally within the organization. Mm-hmm. Now, the issue of confidence is exhibiting power mm-hmm. without uh, being overwhelmed by fear. Yeah. Okay. The issue here, diplomacy, it's how do you then get into Umbumi doing what you want her to do. So remember earlier on I spoke about you need to understand the power dynamic and the existence thereof in terms of the person that leads you, so the yeah. top, and then the people that you work with inside. And yeah. if you are privileged to, to, to have people reporting into you, the people that are uh, below you. And sometimes the yeah. people that are below you could be cleaners, could be refreshment officers and so on, or security guys and so on. So you have to understand uh, that the diplomacy uh, becomes, how do I get to influence my leader who defines power as I'm in charge, I, get, I don't get told. How do I influence that person? So the power, there, uh, the, the, the power play there is that you would know that there are people that uh, respond to compliments and being praised and, and, and worshipped. Yes, yeah. um, but in course, it is more. Um, yeah. You know, you know, this person, their way of doing things, and they are married to their way of doing things. You, you just can't change them because they yeah. are not pre- prepared to change. Mm. But there's something that they respond to, and sometimes we, in the world of work, people use uh, crude ways that people are kissing ass and whatever. But the person is understanding that my manager is going to respond if I go there and uh, have a coffee with them. Yeah. Okay. So you're exercising power in that the, the, the knowledge that the person enjoys coffee time and then you, you influence through the, the diplomacy. So there is, the, 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 you cannot be influential without having power. And uh, in my view, and power, I'm not defining it as you've got the rank power um, or, or you have the, the belonging to a platform, whether it's a leadership forum or whatever the, the case may be. I think you could have power in that you are an expert at something. You've got a brilliant mind to understand this thing that is not understand yeah. you, you knowledge power, right? Yeah. You could have power because you've got the network mm-hmm. uh, within mm-hmm. the organization. Can you, yeah. you know there's things that need to be delivered? You can make calls, and then those things get done. Sometimes yeah. even your boss can struggle with that. You have power in that. You can yeah. have power in that. You have uh, great relationships with, and I'm going to use the security guy with uh, the cleaning lady, uh, gentleman, right? Mm. And um, you can make things happen. Uh, mm. that, that's, that's power. Your your manager, for whatever reason, forgot something in their office. And then they've got the key and they need your help. You're still at the office. It's late at night and somebody needs to go and open 
the the office. Yeah. By making a call to a security guy who's gonna remember Bobby, you're not mm. managing this guy. That guy is gonna tell you, oh, actually, there's this process. Currently, mm. the standard, the, the written process is this, but this is what can happen. We keep keys, goopy goopy. You know, uh, if you yeah. can come down and I use your phone and call whoever, then it's open without breaking any door. Yeah. And, yeah. and and that's the sign of your power. But if you define power, you know, I'm in charge, you are limiting the definition of power. So you can see, I think, from my answer, there's this play in terms of influence. Mm. Uh, how, do, how do I become confident? Uh, and I'm going to use uh, one of the overused quotations like uh, Richard Branson, which if somebody offers you an, an, an amazing opportunity, and even if you don't know what to do, you just take it. And then you take, uh, it. That's gonna be, you take it and then you want to learn later. Um, yeah. So, so I'm hoping that you have responded with it. There's definitely a relationship between power and influence, but you can gauge how powerful the person is based on the influences that they drive. Yeah. And, and I, I think I, lo- I, I really love your answer because it kind of breaks down the element of then not always thinking that power has to do with the seniority of the person. Correct, correct. And and some and a lot of us have experienced this um where you take somebody for granted. So making an example of the security guard where you're thinking you are going to come in with the fact that you are senior and you can just tell them what to do. And it says the way when the security guard says no, no. <laughs> it doesn't work like that here, ma'am. On a chance, there's no negotiations. You either have a relationship with them where they can then advise you how it can be done, or you know, Uguti, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and I think those type of examples that you've put out are actually good examples because it's you as a person understanding those power dynamics and then being at a center of it and also thinking if these power dynamics are here, what can I do then to influence some of the decisions that need to to happen for the benefit of myself and the benefit Mm -hmm. of the organization in Mm -hmm. a way that is still ethical, in a way that still doesn't put me in in a, in a bad spot, if you want to call it that. Correct. Correct. Okay. Wow. Okay. I think I think it's a. We're really breaking it down. <laughs> so so Malusi, <laughs> tell me. So as a as a person who really wants to succeed in their career, what does it take for you to win this? in this political environment you you keep talking about being politically savvy so mm-hmm. how do you do that and and what are these core things that at least two or three things that you really need to know or put in place for you to 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 win the political game mm-hmm. cool so so uh, so now we probably now transitioning into how then do you embrace this thing Yep, uh, because and, it's there and, and, exactly, and it's not going exactly, away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace it, accept it. It's not something from uh, hell. It's actually, uh, you, you you won't lose yourself uh, by yeah. embracing it, right? So, yeah. so one, 
um, the paradigm shift, uh, accepting that the organizational politics is not a binary thing of good bad. Mm. It's it's how things happen in an organization, and mm. and some people. Uh, they have a real lived experience. There's what we call organizational values that are written somewhere in nice documents and you see them around and so on. And then they have a fundamental issue. But my manager or that sort and so does not live according to these values, but they, they prosper. Yeah. Okay? So then we have to then take a step back and say, what do we mean when, say, when, they say they, when we say they prosper? Do we mean uh, when there are opportunities for promotion, they get that promotion. And uh, or do we mean uh, they they are smart and get it by merit, or they doing some something? My 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 experience is that uh, there are two, and and I'm gonna use a binary, but there's a, there's a gray. There are two manifestations. Of yeah. One, you come from a perspective of humility or you come from a perspective of arrogance. Okay. Um, in my lived <clears throat> experience, I've seen uh, people progress through both channels. Yeah. yeah. But I do have to hasten to make a point and say uh, there are those that were fulfilled and th- those were not fulfilled. And when okay. I say fulfilled, their whole being uh, was uh, was was in balance because part of what I do in my work, I become a confidant, and 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 there are people that I would talk to, you know, so and so is reflecting about so and so, and making bold assumptions around how fulfilled that so and so is, and that so and so has actually confided with me that they are miserable because yeah. the job the job that they got. They, 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 they. Um, it's not coming out to be what they thought. Um, yeah. Okay, so, 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 how do we do this thing? Let's borrow. Let's borrow again from the the realization that render to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Okay. That 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 moment comes with uh, humility, especially when we understand the 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 person that said that coined that 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 phrase, right? Yeah. You you become politically savvy by by understanding that you 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 cannot succeed by yourself mm-hmm. in an organization. Two, when you are going to succeed, you need to be clear about who is in Bumi and in that success, who do you want Bumi to be? Okay. So the alliances allegiances that you're going to uh, form should be defined by your, your values, right? Mm-hmm. And when I say there's a root here, humility, the root here, humility is accepting a situation is a sign of humility. So, okay, this situation is like this, um, you know, and I can see it's powerful uh, more than me at this stage. You know, so I'm going to render to Caesar what uh, Caesar wants, and that does not mean doing something wrong. Uh, yeah. And then, when you when you come from a humility perspective, you you do then accept that okay, 
I can't tackle this thing by wing. I have to have a plan. Mm. So I have to do slog work. And the planning phase in Bumi, I've seen people say, uh, you know what, if that, that opportunity opens up, on the basis of what I understand to be the organizational dynamics and so on, I will not apply for it. Yeah. Because I don't want to find myself doing one, two, three, four, five. And again, it's not something wrong. Somebody said to me, I don't want to find myself that I don't have weekends. So if I yeah. value my family. So this mm. person is saying, there's a career opportunity. I have the skills. I have the experience. But I know what it takes to succeed into that role. And I'm making a conscious decision and saying, yeah. I'm going to lift my family versus lifting my career. So yeah. that person has sat down and calculated the cost and so on. And then there are people then who then say, no, um, I'll, I'll make it, you know. And then it becomes either of your family or your career. And then some saying, then you, you understand the situation, you, you, you have the plan. And part of the plan, it's around uh, what is that I'm going to get if, if I engage this thing? Yeah. You know, the classic uh, dynamic of, am I going to focus on always winning the battles and forgetting the war? Or am I going to accept that I will lose some battles, but I'm not going to forget about um, the, the, the war? And mm-hmm. then um, if you, you are humble, uh, you are also able for me to quickly engage the feedback mm. in whatever form comes. Mm. So there's a feedback that you get harshly. Mm-hmm. And in some organizations, people decorate it with F words and so on. Yeah. Okay. If you, if you take out the noise of those things and then you, you take the, the feedback, so, sometimes feedback says to you, uh, somebody, let's say if somebody crudely says you're an F and useless person, mm. you know you're useful because, of course, that's why you got wherever you are. Whether you're starting your career uh, or you, you're in the middle of a career or whatever, then you are able to quickly get the feedback and accept that, oh, okay, so my way of doing things in this space is regarded as useless. Yeah. How then do I become useful in this space? It's a journey yeah. of uh, developing an understanding. Mm-hmm. How do I become useful in this, in this space? Um, and when the emotions are down and so on, and let's say that person is your manager or a critical stakeholder, say, Oi, uh, Balusi, two weeks ago, we had this incident, you gave me feedback, but it was a lot of noise. Mm. Uh, how do I become useful to you? Yeah. Okay. Now you're going to start getting rich feedback. You can get a feedback that says, no, you can never do it. The person, mm. the, you're getting a feedback that you are written off. Yeah. So now you can think about an exit plan. Mm. Because so long as that person or that stakeholder holds the power, you are written off, you're going to be fighting a losing battle. Yeah. So you can have a plan to avoid and just deliver what needs to be delivered for that stakeholder or have an exit plan. Of course, if power, uh, like I said, it moves around, if the dynamic changes, then you can say, okay, let me reactivate and engage the new stakeholder and then yeah. not, uh, trigger my, my exit plan. And then um, constantly understanding that you need to give and render uh, what belongs to Caesar. Mm-hmm. Then your plans, boom, uh, in my view, 
where you're dealing with issues of political savviness. Uh, again, I'm going to borrow. Uh, there's a concept of doing things nicotinously. Okay. For me, there, there, are, there are situations that you can challenge in the boardroom when everybody's there. And yeah. there are situations where you say, okay, if I challenge Mpumi in this boardroom with this audience, because I understand that Mpumi and that one, uh, they have their own power play in issues. If I challenge Mpumi and show Mpumi up, Mpumi is not going to respond in the manner that it's building because she's not going to be responding to me. She's going to be responding to that other person through me. Yeah. So I must be able to bite my tongue and wait for a time where I can have an engagement boom to say, Mpumi, in that session, one, two, three, four, five were my opinions. I wanted to do this and I couldn't, but can we engage? That's yeah. doing things nicotinously. Again, I'm borrowing from a, a story of a very powerful guy who could see that there was a movement in the system that was building up to overthrow another system. Power yeah. dynamics were changing, right? And he was a powerful man. And then the story is told that this guy who's called Nicodemus decides to say, you know what? Let me go visit that guy who causes, who pulls clouds and so on. And we're no longer able to pull clouds. who seem to have this influence and so on. So let me go engage. And then he engage this guy privately so that he can, he can learn from him. So I'm saying yeah. when you're working your plan, whether it's your exit plan or your next steps, those are Nicodemus. For me, it's not smart to always share your, to show all your cards because yeah. you don't know the person you share it with, with you, what are their intentions. You can only guarantee your own intentions, right? Yeah. Now, people think because to, to that they sound smart and seem clever and so on, they can share all their plans with everyone. Not everyone in an organization, just sadly, just like in your family, not everyone wants you to succeed. Yeah. You know, you, it's not about you. You are not all that, sadly. Uh, in your own world, you are, but in other people's world, you can, you're an irritation. You are a competition. Mm. You mm. are a perspective that I don't want. You are a stumbling block to my plans and so on. So when you share your plans, you are inevitably revealing sometimes that you are not working for greater good. I'm defining greater good that I'm going to succeed with you. Your plans sound as if they're going to show me up that I'm useless. Therefore, I'm going to work against you. So you've been working continuously. I'm saying for me, that's the humility sort of uh, uh, journey. Arrogance journey, uh, arrogance by itself says your values are highly adaptable. Yeah. Right? And if somebody says, let's compromise in Bumi so that we, you can promote you into that role, an arrogant person can believe that they can bring down Bumi. Yeah. And then they volunteer to go and challenge Bumi. There are mm. people that succeed like that. And that comes with its own challenges. You win battles, but you always lose the war. And then you end up not being fulfilled in that role. Two quick stories. Yeah. Two, two, two potential CEOs. Mm -hmm. One, uh, arrogant root. The CEO at the time uh, uh, was doing her level best. A subordinate who has relations at a board level yeah. sees an opportunity to say, I can do a better job. Okay. 
uh, finds all the opportunities to show all the bad things that are going, management meetings and so on, obviously influencing the board. And then the board, uh, meetingly or unmeetingly, finds it in their uh, wisdom to then say, this CEO, she must go. And then we must replace it so that the organization goes to uh, the next level. Yeah. And the context was that the, the organization was not going to succeed because there was you know, economic factors and so on. And the CEO mm-hmm. was an incumbent. She understood those things. And she was borrowing from everybody's wisdom to be able to. And by virtue, by virtue of being vulnerable and saying to her ex-co, guys, we've, we're dealing with something that we don't understand. Please help me. The person went to the board to say the person does not know what they're doing. Okay. The CEO moves, and then the person get in, gets into the road. Mm. Then the person realizes that the kitchen is not made up of nice stoves. It's fire <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> the same board members are saying, you promised to deliver. And then they, they bang the sky. The, the guy starts having health issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, marriage breaks up. And then the organization actually collapses. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't, it doesn't become profitable. That was the arrogant route. Got their role, could not deliver. Okay? Yeah. And I'm talking something that happened over time. Another yeah. route, um, a guy uh, says, I want to be CEO of this organization. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody laughs at him and says, there's no way you're going to end up being a CEO of this organization. Uh, you're not smart. You're too quiet. And this guy uh, works deeply. By, by working deeply, because Dimasly understands the dynamics of the organization, the, the challenges and so on, because never, ever presents in an open platform. He just goes to key stakeholders and says, there's this challenge. I think it can mm. be solved this way. Mm. And then as he shares his knowledge with the CEO, helping the CEO to succeed, mm. ends up in a situation where the organization says, we're going to expand uh, uh, roles and we're going to start up something new. And mm-hmm. out of the blue, he comes as a dark horse. His mm-hmm. name is recommended to say, here's a person that can go and dysfunction. And yeah. everybody says, where is this person coming from? And then the CEO advocates for him to say, when we had this challenge and that challenge and that challenge, this is the person who was behind the solutions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in conclusion, from what I'm saying, people think playing the so-called political game, you need to borrow from the American style of being upfront, confrontational, and big day. That's mm-hmm. one route that makes many promises and generally mm-hmm. under-delivers. Mm-hmm. There's another route of humility of knowing where you have power, where you mm. are strong and where you are not. And when you are not being able to work at your own uh, weaknesses and accepting them, leveraging on your strength and really um, uh, working on the influence in a 360 way. There yeah. are people in Bobby that get promoted and get find their career because the tea lady who makes the tea for the CEO says, that guy, is always nice to me. Security, mm-hmm. yeah, is that guy. There are people who eventually get into a boardroom and say, "If I did not get help from Bumi, I would have not pulled up, uh, uh, pull up this uh, achievement." And that's how people succeed. Yeah, 
Wow, yeah. No, I think there's a lot that we all need to consider in, 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 in this conversation. But yeah, we're running out of time, Malus, if, if we had not run out of time, but I need for us to continue a bit. So, so Malusi, what mistakes do people make? Maybe just share one or two. If you mm-hmm. really want to, to, to win this game, what mistakes must you avoid? Or what are the things that you, you must avoid or take into account? Okay, cool. Uh, I think I made comment around people who are arrogant, their values are quite flexible. Hmm. Mistake number one. What makes Mbumi Mbumi is Mbumi's values. And those values can be positive or negative, depending hmm. on whose perspective. The mistake that people, in my view, that people make is at adjusting who they are to align to whom they think is the most powerful person, the boss. Okay. Reality check. Bosses get fired too. Mm. They get sick, they die, they are human. Mm. So if you everything hinges, uh, your, your entire career hinges on one person, that's a, mm. that's a monumental mistake. Mm. Because that person's friends are going to be your friends, their enemies are going to be your enemies. Even if you don't understand what facilitates that friendship or that enemyship, if there's such a word. So yeah. mistake that people make is they 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 forget who they are, they become another person and buy into other people's agendas versus yeah. focusing on the greater cause. So I think that's a mistake that people uh, must definitely uh, avoid. Okay. So you can render unto uh, uh, Caesar what belongs to Caesar. You don't need to be Caesar or Caesar's friend. You don't need to be a system, okay? And then um, the other mistake that people uh, generally make, in my view, is the lack of understanding that power does not sit in one place. In okay. any system, you know, if you think about a, a, an aircraft cockpit, it's in that dashboard, there's lots of things there, yeah. lots of buttons. That plane does not depend on one button. Yeah. So power does not sit in one place within within an organization. Mm-hmm. So uh, the mistake that people that people make is to think that there's this one corner office that is all powerful. Mm-hmm. No, there, there isn't. Power sits in a 360 manner. It sits everywhere. But there's seasonality to how that power is is is, is leveraged. So mm-hmm. um, mistake uh, that I'm, I want to speak to is when people lose battles, they give up. Not understanding that um, if, a, if the war is made out of 10 battles, whatever we are fighting for is not sitting in all these battlefields. It's probably sitting in battlefield number 10, which you can win. Mm. Mm. So quickly give, uh, giving up and forgetting the cause and just focusing on the little uh, things that, um, unfortunately, that's a mistake that people make. Okay. Last, last point is one mistake that people make uh, is not to understand that power is borrowed. Yeah. No one 
No one in an organization has uh, absolute power and permanent power. Mm. It changes hands. So even when you have the power, and maybe your career is being fast-tracked and so on, understand that it's borrowed. Yeah. It can be taken away from you any time. The, I mean, I've had situations where somebody under a certain leader was a high flyer. We'll be discussing mm-hmm. succession planning and things like those, the, the person's name features. Then for whatever reason, their boss gets promoted or moves. A new person comes in, does not let that person. Yeah. And judge. <laughs> power is, power is, <laughs> power is exchanged uh, hands and so on, yeah. right? So now you have to, you always have to reintroduce yourself, re-present um, yourself, and reaffirm yourself. And the mistake yeah. that I think people must hold dear and not make, don't change who you fundamentally are because the, circums- the, the, situ- the situations are seasonal and they move. If you move all the time, you won't even recognize yourself and there's no way you're going to be fulfilled. Wow. Wow. I was still going to ask you, so what are the three things that you want people to take away from this conversation? Okay. Uh, let me see. One, you are more than your job and more than the organization you work with. Okay. So you are more than Caesar, even if you come to render unto Caesar. Yeah. So you have to, I think people have to always have that uh, top of their consciousness. If you think little of yourself, or think too much of yourself, you might end up thinking you can be Caesar, but you won't be. Okay, so you're more than that. Uh, two, understand that there's a change at all the times. There's always changes. So be, 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 be alert. Look at how the power changes hands. Mm. And then work in, 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 in noticing how the power is moving. The plan that you have for your career Nicodemusly adjust it so that you are able to move uh, with, with, with power to your point around influence versus power. So you are able to, if, the, if like now, if an example, COVID times, at some point the security guys became highly powerful. If you needed to go into the office, you have to go to the security guy who then says, there's a new person that, uh, in, 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 the, in gatekeeping. It's a nest that you have to go through, right? And then all of a sudden, you simply accessing an office. There's some people that have to make a decision. Even if you had an access card, somebody must make yeah. a decision. So power has, 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 has moved. So if you have uh, SCOM issues, as an example, and you need to really get to the office quickly, the decision for you to get there as speedily as possible really depends on this, this power that has, 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 has moved around. So be alert. I think walking away is, yo, my eyes are no longer at the front of my face. They have to be everywhere, up, down, sideways, and so on. Um, I've made this point, uh, and I'm re-emphasizing it as a last point. Organizational politics, they're about power, and this power is borrowed. There's, you don't sit with absolute power. If you're conscious about that, and if you, if if it, this is your takeaway, you have 
you, you should find it very easy to embrace humility as a value because you know that you live on borrowed power. And whoever is sponsoring you, they are living on borrowed power. Wow. I'm not sure whether that's comforting or not that we lived in borrowed power. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think if 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 you if you check in terms of our relationship, I'm not about making people comfortable. <laughs> it's, it's it's it this is the reality and how do we how do we engage this reality so that we are able to to be the best selves, right? Uh, and yeah. learning, learning does not long, does not necessarily happen if 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 things are comforting. Yeah, because I think on that note, it, 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 for me, it makes it glaring that for your own career success, this is where then you need to be very clear. All, with all these other factors that we've spoken about, the power, the influence, um, the humility. We didn't get much into how you create relationships because I think that also plays a role in here. <laughs> and it also plays a role in who are the people that speak for you when you're not in the room because mm-hmm. all that talks to those relationships and, and how then you are maneuvering your way and and but at the core of this whole thing is you understanding where the power is at and how the power is distributed within the within the organization and also you being clear on who you are because you know yourself and you know your values and being clear as well on the fact that you don't want to compromise yourself if you don't mind compromising yourself then it's fine you can play it whichever way you want. But if it's important for you to say, I don't want to compromise myself, then the understanding of who you are and, and the fact that you can be very ethical, very ethical in playing the political game and win at it, I think for me, it's the biggest thing that anybody mm-hmm. can do for their career success. 100%. And if I hope if we've succeeded in this conversation, for uh, me, is that people out there will not continue to vilify organizational politics uh, and also uh, close themselves up to the reality that exists out there. People will embrace uh, organizational politics and engage them in an ethical way and be able also to negotiate their stay and growth within organization based on their own values. So it's a two-way street. Yeah. You know? and, and, and people understanding that success is far more complex than uh, getting the title, getting the level, getting the package. Success does include being able to sleep at night because mm. of the decisions that you, ma- you, you, you make being able to be warm and, 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 and loving and caring to your loved ones when you come out of that space mm. uh, because you're not carrying bad energy uh, into, 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 your, into, into your life. Um, being able not to be anxious and nervous about your work because now you know, you've borrowed the trust from Peter and you took the trust from Peter and you bought something from Paul and so on. And now when you see Paul and Peter talk, you're thinking, flip, uh, 
they're talking about me and so on. So people people must understand that you 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 can just be you and be comfortable in your skin and respect uh, the, the power dynamics and then engage them consciously. And that's what I think we, I hope we would achieve, to engage them consciously and then be able to step away. Like I said, somebody said, this vacancy is now there. Now that I know what happens there, I'm choosing to stall my career until yeah. something else changes. So I'm not going to apply for it. I, th- I thought that was a very powerful uh, way of one managing their career and understanding and applying political savviness. Yeah. And and I think I take that point, Malusi, because success is, is totally different for all of us. Malusi's yeah. success and Bume's success is is quite is defined differently. And if you know who you are and you know your values, then yeah. you are able to make those decisions comfortably. And and be okay with the fact that you've made those deci- that decision because you know what's important for you at this point in time. It doesn't mean that tomorrow or the year later you might not want that position anymore. Mm-hmm. Because if something has changed for you, then you might say that's the position I want, and this is now how I'm defining my success. Correct. 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 Yeah. Sure. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. yeah. This topic has, has, has given birth to, to many other topics, I'm sure. Uh, next time or the future, when time permits, we, we could, we could uh, explore. Um, but yeah, Bumi, I, I, I think uh, many people, especially those who are ambitious, and there's nothing wrong about being uh, ambitious. Uh, they need you. You do have to understand that there's this skill that they don't teach at school, and this competence that they don't teach at school, which is political savviness, and you, you learn it as you as you go, and it requires the whole of you, your your intellect, your emotions, your heart, and so on. And um, if you wanting to climb uh, the the corporate ladder, understand that. The higher you go, the more complex it becomes in terms of what's required politically, and um, and 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 you then need to dig deeper into your into, into your values. And then, if uh, maybe for me, the other thing is just coming to me now. Um, you know, if if you get to be comfortable in your own skin, then you see other people playing and so on. Sometimes it becomes a validation of actually. Where I am actually good, because one, I've seen colleague A getting ahead of, getting promoted and so on, and then I've seen them celebrate when they get a role. But after a period, I've seen them become miserable. I've seen mm-hmm. them struggle, and there are some things that people don't confront, uh, where people lose their families, they lose their health. They lose uh, their they, they being simply because they're trying to fit in and being Caesar instead of uh, just rendering what belongs mm-hmm. to Caesar to Caesar and stepping away from trying to be being a Caesar. And, and maybe the conversation that we have is uh, when politic, political uh, play has gone wrong and people have ticked all the boxes and they are there. <laughs> they they won the they won the battle, 
but the war is ravaging them. You know, yeah. um, you you would have seen in some instances, uh, maybe we we're looking at the newspaper. So and so is now appointed a, a CEO of this thing, and then within a short space of time, so and so is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can tell mm-hmm. you, the politics of that organization have chowed them. It's not that mm-hmm. they are not competent. And some, and uh, we have a brilliant example in the form of the SAA. Uh, they hired a former Vodacom executive, and he had plans and whatever. And then uh, the gentleman came out and said, oh, <laughs> uh, this thing is asking of me, uh, of what I don't want to do. So yeah. I'm choosing. Uh, whether people think it was embarrassing or whatever, but it, I'm choosing. For mm-hmm. this thing not to, to 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 destroy me or destroy my career, right? Yeah. And you can see that that the, the person masters a, a political savviness uh, and mm-hmm. and washes his hand and and, and then walks away. Um, yeah. And we those of us who aspire and are ambitious need to learn from these things. How is it possible that somebody can get such a big job that can you can call the president and so on and walks away from that job? The person yeah. has chosen a has chosen a path. And the part of humility that says, oh, okay, I thought this thing was this and it's not that, therefore, I'm, ste- I'm stepping away. I'm we, stepping also have, away. Yeah, we also have a horrible example that is public in South Africa. Um, and I'm thinking about the former ESCOM CEO. Brilliant, celebrated, and so on. Politics follows it. Mm-hmm. The next thing uh, the guy imagines that she did in sex and work. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you ask yourself, Somebody with a track record of turning around organizations ends up being a, a laughing stock. Uh, again, politics played because of the power moved uh, from uh, proper canteen food to a curry in sex and world, as South Africans would call it. And, and then the curry finished him, you know. And these are things that those of us who are ambitious need to engage actively. The, I'm, I'm using these examples because they are playing up in the public. But yeah. They have everything to do with what we've discussed. Yeah. Wow, Malu, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the time. Um, and, and, and really thank you for, for sharing this space with me. And one of the reasons why I, I really wanted to have this conversation is I've decided to actually run a masterclass um, program that looks at how to navigate and, and win um, on office politics, where we dig deeper into these conversations and and these topics. And and so that anybody who decides to attend this masterclass can then walk away with their own plan and their own strategy, Mm -hmm. taking into account the environment that they are in and taking into account their career ambitions. Mm -hmm. And then be clear to say, for me not to lose myself, this is how I see my, my political strategy, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. This is how I want to put it in play. Uh, because now I'm going to walk away understanding the, the power plays, understanding the influential space, understanding what it takes for me to be political savvy, understanding what mistakes I must avoid in this space. And, and literally, um, I'm going to be running this masterclass over a period of 
five to six weeks and and I will be putting it out there. And I think it's one thing that we need to engage with and not throw the line that says, I don't do office politics because (laughs) office politics will do you you. in some shape or form. I will endorse for me again based on my on my career experience. I'll endorse uh, anyone to uh, attend such a masterclass, whether they're starting their career, whether they're in the middle of their career or towards the end of their career. And why would I do that? When you come into the world of work, you are naive. Uh, and there's no need to shy again uh, when there's wisdom that I think you'll be, you'll be sharing. When you're in the middle of your career and you think about how far you've come and where you need to go, you might be experiencing uh, stuckness, you know, and that stuckness is not there because you are not clever enough. You don't deliver it, so it might be coming out of these things that we've discussed. And then maybe when you towards the end of a career, um, some people, when they get into that reflective mode, they might be feeling maybe they could have done more of and so on. And I think in my experience, when I think about people that. I've had to facilitate their, their retirement. People confuse the fact that they ended up somewhere in their career uh, with uh, they lack something. So there mm-hmm. might be those people that played the right office politics and they had a fulfilling career. But because their ambitions were not realized, they're now beating themselves up that maybe I should have uh, kissed more ass, <laughs> you know, to use it, to use it. But, but it's not the case. It's, it's understanding that you've preserved uh, yourself and now the world of work is ending. So that's a retirement time. And now you're able to live with yourself going forward. So I'm just encouraging that whoever is thinking, do I need to do this? Uh, do I need to get more content and exposure? I'm saying wherever you are in career, uh, this is quite, it's, it's a very important topic to, to engage, especially if you're ambitious. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, Malusi. I think, I, think I will definitely bring you in in some, in some of those masterclasses because I think just, just bringing, and, and, and I think for me, it's bringing the practical examples. It's bringing the use cases and it's taking exactly what people think they're going through and then giving them a perspective that says, but this is what this is the another strategy that you could implement in such situations. Because sometimes when we are in the storm, we don't see anything else. We just see this whirlwind that is around us and, and we might lose ourselves in, in, in that process. Happy to help where I can. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Change Conversations. If you enjoyed our show and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and kindly post about it on your social media platforms. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and YouTube at Change Conversations with Mbume. I am Mbume Mbedaga signing out and I will see you again next week.